Welcome. Thank you for listening to Spiritual Living with author and teacher Francois Feinberg. May the message you're about to hear earnestly touch your heart, and may it encourage you in your ongoing love of God the Father, your enjoyment of the Lord Jesus Christ, and your fellowship in both the Holy Spirit and the body of Christ. It has been such a privilege for me over many, many years now to minister to God's people the truths and the dynamics of the spiritual life. And it is just a joy to see people get on walking terms and talking terms and loving terms with God. The one that they say in Jesus Christ saved them and the one that they say lives in them by the Holy Spirit. Yet I have noticed that when it comes to the simple things of the spiritual life, it's it's almost as though we overlook it and we, we diss it in lieu of more complex issues in the spiritual life. And when many folk come to me and say, help me, I'm not hearing God, help me, I, I'm not discerning God, I always go to the simple things, but it's as though there are very few out there that really want to hear the simple the basic, the elementary, the kindergarten lessons of the spiritual life. And today, I want to introduce you to one of the basic, most elemental lessons in the spiritual life, and it is simply this. God is the one that gives and orchestrates and supplies the spiritual life. And number two, Man is the recipient, the receiver. God gives, man receives. It's so simple. And it's what we're going to discuss in our time together. It's so simple. God is the author of the Christian life. God is the one that knows how this life is to be lived. God is the one with the the supply of the Christian life. And Therefore, he needs to be the giver. Man, on the other hand, needs to let go and surrender and open up and just receive. And the first building block that you really have to attend to after you come in to a new birth experience with your Lord is this dynamic of who is the giver and who is the receiver, who initiates and who responds. The triune God Himself is the very origin, source, beginning, initiation, substance, dynamic, essence, Energy, supply, course, way, means, center, dimensions, content, consummation, culmination, conclusion, and ending of the Christian life. For from Him, and through Him, and to Him 
are all things. For all things originate with Him and come from Him. All things live through Him. And all things center in and tend to consummate and to end in Him. To Him be the glory forever. Amen. So be it. For with you is the fountain of life. In your light we see light. Yours, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty. For all that is in the heavens and the earth is yours. Yours is the kingdom, O Lord, and yours it is to be exalted as head over all. Both riches and honor come from you, and you reign over all. In your hands are power and might. In your hands it is to make great and to give strength to all. Yet for us there is but one God, the Father, who is the source of all things and for whom we live. And there is but one Lord, Jesus Christ, through and by whom all things came and through and by whom we ourselves live. So look at Romans eleven thirty six. For from Him and through Him are all things, and to Him. I am just a recipient of the from Him, the through Him, and the unto Him. So surely my spiritual life then has to be from Him, through Him, and unto Him. And we will unravel that in the, in, the, in the next many weeks. Because most of our spirituality is not from God. It's from men. It's not through the Holy Spirit and through God. It's through works. Yeah. It's not unto God. It's unto membership or unto a badge. It, we, we got it all messed up to begin with. So no wonder my spiritual life falls flat. And I can't really walk with God. Only that which is of God through God and unto God can be for the glory of God. Now, all of you say, I want to live for the glory of God. Okay? It's such a clichéic Christian thing, but we don't understand how this principle works. So, principle number one, you've got to learn that even in your Christian life, it is God's obligation to supply you. It's God's obligation to uphold you in this journey. And God's going to bring you unto Him. All you've got to do is learn to receive. It says the triune God Himself is the very origin. He's the very source. He's the very beginning. The initiation. If you look at the verse there in Psalm 36 verse 9, I said, With you is the fountain of life. Like God is the wellspring. He's the fountain. And even the Christian life, it's not up to you. It's up to Him. He's the fountain. He's the source. He initiated to save you. So then He's obligated to keep you. He's the substance. All the stuff that you're learning here in the middle has to be from God. And you have to receive it from heaven. 
He is the substance of the Christian life. He is the rhythm of the Christian life. He is the dynamic. He's the essence. You know, I'm fishing for words here. Help me. He's the energy. Most of music is not the energy of the Christian life. Knowledge is not the energy, like nothing but God himself. Because he's the source, then he's also the way. Think of a river. There is the fountain. He's both the fountain. He's also the river. And he's the ocean. God is the spring. He's the course of the river. He's the substance of the water. And he's the culmination, the end, called the ocean. If I could use that, that, that metaphor. Look here at your notes. He is the supply of the Christian life. It's from Him, through Him. and un- You have no Christian life unless God supplies you. Man cannot supply you a thing. So the first thing that has to be calibrated if you want to go on with God is who's your fountain, who's your source. So, so God is your supply. Now Christians would tell me, I'm just so dry. That is not a concept in the New Testament economy of God. In the New Testament economy, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm still learning the Bible. But Jesus said provocative stuff like this. I will give you water that you will never thirst again. John 4. The average Christian don't talk like that. Man, I'm satisfied in God. Why? Most of us were like, I'm just so dry. Yeah. Why are you so dry? Well, God's not your source. It's just a name in which you got saved. But the way that you live, you're not drawing your resources from God, the fountain of life. So that's why you're, you're backsliding. That's why you run dry. That's why you're empty. Jesus also said, you know, if you eat my flesh, you'll never hunger again. If you drink me, you'll never thirst. He made these provocative statements. Either it's true or it's not. Which one is it? I believe he spoke it truly. Now my experience has to match what he spoke. Can you follow with me? God is eager to be your source, to supply you, to be the substance, to be the energy I said also he's the way, the means, the center, the dimensions, the content, the consummation, the culmination, conclusion of the Christian life. From him, through him, and unto him. You'll see number two, your responsibility. You've got to learn to begin to receive from God. And be kept by God and trained by God if your life is to be unto God. And this is where most of you suffer burnout. Because you think in the natural, where God commanded us to work, we lay down. And in the spiritual, where God is commanding us to receive in grace and free, this is where we work. Typical humans. We just get it all messed up. We'll look at that in a minute. God told the man and the woman long before the fall, work the garden, tend it, rule, reign. In the natural, you should be working. In the spiritual, you should be receiving. Now we've done exactly the opposite. In the natural, we lollygag. And in the spiritual, we roll up our sleeves. and God, let me show you this. That's exactly what we do. Because God is the ultimate source of everything, 
In the Apocalypse, he is called the Alpha and the Omega, or Mega. He alone has the authority to regulate his creation to accomplish his eternal agenda, which we use the word his eternal economy. So if it's of him, then he has the right to say how it then should look. Does it make sense? If it's of him, then he has the right to say where it should be headed. Can you follow with me? It's not like it's of him, then I take it like, thank you, God, see you on the other side, I got this. No, if it's of him, then I need to see how does he want to regulate it, how does he want to channel it, and where does he want to aim it. He has the authority. If he's the Alpha and the Omega and any and everything in between, then my job is to say, what are you doing? Where do I jump in into your river? I don't take a shovel and dig a trench for a little creek to my swamp. We're man and woman of God. We jump into the river. We have such a vision from Ezekiel 47. Where from the throne of God comes a river. You don't dig a trench for a little revival over here. That is, you leave that and you jump into the river. Ankle, knee, waist, and full baptismal immersion. This is how we live the Christian life. It's, it's of God. Your whole responsibility in the Christian life is to notice what He's doing and then abandon all and jump in. God alone then determines what a man needs to live the Christian life. God alone determines then the way that you should live the Christian life. Why? Because He has the authority. Can you follow? So think of it. God is the barista. Let me talk in your language. God's got the coffee. He's got the supply, the warehouse of coffee. Is everybody with me? So He decides what goes on the menu. Those of you who make up your own drink, uh-uh. Not on God, no. God's the one who decides how He uses the beans, how He roasts the beans, and He puts up the menu how this drink is to be, you know, uh, catered. So when you show up at the counter, God has a very limited menu. There's not a whole lot on the menu. But He decides what drink He will give you. You can make a whole lot of recommendations, but because He has authority, because He is eternal, all-knowing and all-wise, and He knows the end from the beginning, and He's before all things, and He's yet at the end of all things, at the same time He's beginning and end, He has the only right, the only one with authoritative right to say what you need for the Christian life. And number two, he's the only one that can say how this should be done, the way that it should be conducted in. So those are the two points there. So let's look back there at point A. God determines the what of the Christian life. The bullet says, the what is the substance that you need. Think of the coffee. That's the what. The coffee that God What is God wanting to serve you to live the Christian life? What is the substance that He's going to give you? And this is according to God's estimation, not man's estimation. When Christ died for you, it was 
out of the motivation of love, but what's the gift that He gives you? Eternal life. So the motivation of God obviously is love. He loves me. But what's the tangible coffee bean that I receive from God? The one thing to, that in His estimation I need. It is life. I thought, living a Christian life, I needed the knowledge of what is good versus evil. Okay? Because I had an unrenewed mind. So I thought the Christian life is nothing but reformed Phariseeism. I may not dress like a Pharisee, but in my heart I am pursuing good versus evil. And the tension is, is, is what frustrates my Christian life because I don't feel like I ever do enough good and avoid enough evil. And so I constantly am in a funk of condemnation before God because that's what I thought the Christian life is. It's up to me to pursue good and suppress evil. But in the beginning of Genesis 2, there's another tree that God really wanted man to eat of. We call that the tree of life. And we will dig into that because the secret to living the spiritual life is that you get the life nature of God Himself. This is what God, as the barista, decides you need. The devil decided we need good versus evil, which is really the tree of death. God decided, no, you don't need good versus evil or death. What you need is life. You thought that the Christian life is all about doing good versus evil. In God's estimation, the Christian life is about a kind of a nature that comes into you. And that nature is His own nature, His own eternal living nature. And according to God, the day that you get born again, that nature is put into you. The way that a man and a woman conceives is the nature of humanity is passed on through conception. Can you follow with me? Yeah. Kind after its own kind. Have you noticed that humans do not make monkeys? Humans do not make elephants. Humans make something in their kind called humanity. Why? Because we pass on the same nature of humanity. Does that make sense? So when God rebirthed you, or we would say regenerated you, what did He pass on to you? Out of his, how do people conceive? Out of the motivation of love. But what is passed on? Life. Then what comes out of a woman's womb then is the manifestation of humanity. So that baby that is then born has the right to live the human life. We don't throw the baby to the baboons and the dogs because he has the authority to live among humans, to, to learn the language of humans, to learn the way of humans. Am I missing something? By nature of the life that's in him, that was passed on. So God, this barista of heaven, um, he has one ingredient in his workshop. One ingredient. No matter what you ask him, he has one coffee bean to give you. It's his own nature. Motivated out of love, but he passes on life. What you need from God is not answers. You need a kind of a nature. I thought the Christian life was pursuing answers and clearing up mystery. No, the Christian life is receiving a new nature that authorizes me to hang out with God. 
that authorizes me to learn his language and cadence and rhythm and heart. Like a little boy or a little girl has the authority to live in my house because it looks like me. It has my nature. And when that baby is born, who has the responsibility to care for that baby? The parent. Step one in the Christian life, it is God's responsibility to give you this one thing called life. All you got to do is receive it. So we established what God wants to give you. That's life. But now, what's the way in which He wants you to live? The Pharisee would say the way is don't sin. The way is do good. The Pharisee, the religionist, would say the way is less sin, more good, more prayer. That's the way. And everybody pursues this formula, this way. According to God's economy, the way is Christ. It's a person. And the way is the Holy Spirit. These are the two principal things that God has established whereby you will live the Christian life. The being that God will give you is, is His own life. And the way on which you should travel living out this Christian life is nothing but Christ Himself and the Holy Spirit. So the method in which you will live the Christian life is you've got to learn to live it in Christ and by Christ, in the Spirit and by the Spirit. Bottom line, God is the giver of the Christian life. God's the giver of the spiritual life. So he then determines what he gives you, the one thing, life. For when a man and a woman conceives, there's the motivation of love. But what is manifested is life. That life has an energy of itself. It has a time frame in and of itself. That life has a DNA code. In that life, an ear will eventually manifest. In that life that was given over, a leg will eventually manifest. All of those things, an eye, an ear, a heart, all the organs, are manifestations of one thing, life. And this is how the spiritual life is lived. The one thing you need from God is life. It will manifest later as wisdom. It will manifest later in fruit. It will manifest later in transformation. And all the things you need, what you think you need, they will eventually come in the time and the process as life has its way in you. Can you follow with me? Yes. It's rather simple. So don't ask God for direction. Ask God, oh, live in me. And watch how direction is a byproduct. What you need is to walk with God. Say, Lord, live in me. No longer I, but Christ lives within me. That life seed that has come within you, it, it will manifest through you what, what you need to do. You're stressing about the wrong thing. Hmm. Now, does God want to give you direction? Yeah. Does God want to solve your problems? Yeah. Does He want to enlighten you and teach you? Absolutely. But what has to come first is the seed of life. And you have to fellowship in the life of God. And in the life of God is, is Christ. The life of God is the Spirit of God. And we've got to get this correct. And you'll see in your experience, 
your flesh wants to stress about the direction, but you've got to discipline your spirit to enjoy company with God. Walk with God. Love your God. And say, fill me, God, with your life. And just watch what will happen. Quite spontaneously, the Holy Spirit will whisper, hey, let's go left here. Lesson number one in the Christian life is so simple. It is so straightforward. It's all from God. I cannot be the source. I am not the fountain. I'm not the one with the strength to uphold it. I'm not the one with the direction. It's God. God is the author. God is the source. God is the fountain. Lesson number two. If you want to grow in the Christian life, if you want to become a man of God, a spiritual woman who live in God's New Testament economy, then you will have to learn to receive God's supply. Receive His life. Receive His Christ. Receive His anointing, His Spirit. God is the giver. I am the receiver. In this next section, I want to challenge you. Do you attain to the things of God? Or have you learned to obtain from God? Are you the one working in the spiritual life? Or are you the one receiving? There's a massive difference between attaining and obtaining in the spiritual life. Jesus therefore said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you do not have life within your self. They do have the human life in them because they're, they're living human beings, right? But you do not have the spiritual life in you. You don't have the divine life. with. You don't have it innately in you. In other words, you don't know how to live the Christian life. Somebody has to come live it in you. You don't have what it takes to be a good Christian. You don't have what it takes to pray. You don't have what it takes to obey. You don't have what it takes to be an overcomer. Otherwise, you would have. And here's Jesus' word. Unless you partake of me and drink of me, I am the source, I am the content. Unless I come into you, you don't have the spiritual life, the Christian life, the eternal life. Can you follow with me? So where does that leave me? It leaves me then in this, there's only one option. I have to learn to receive. That takes the pressure off of me. I don't know if that's good news for anybody in here. Stop condemning yourself that you, you don't know how to live the Christian life. Rather throw up your hands and say, Yay! I am a spiritual idiot! 
I don't have what it takes. And here's Jesus himself. You don't have the life of God innately in you. So, yeah, if you have failed in the Christian life, yay God! Stop feeling miserable that you've not been able to obey and you've, you're sinning. Just, yay! I'm, I can't do this. Now something shifts. I'm beginning to look to the source. I am beginning to be humbled in my capability, my confidence, and I'm beginning to say like, unless I'm attached to you through this vine, branch, umbilical cord kind of a situation, I cannot grow. I cannot develop as a baby Christian unless there's an umbilical cord through which the mother nourishes me. Who's responsible for that baby? The mama. You'll see ladies in due time. It's so simple. So yeah, I don't have what it takes. Let's celebrate. Make peace with yourself. And then I say number two. Anything whatsoever pertaining to God, you all have to learn to receive. In the natural, you work hard. In the spiritual, you learn to open up. You learn to surrender. In the spiritual life, you learn to, in a way, be humble and meek. In the spiritual life, you don't give to God. You receive from God. It's so simple. God's the giver. I'm the receiver. John 3, 27. A man can receive nothing unless it's given to him from above. Nothing of God can be attained. Nothing of God can be attained. Everything of God must be obtained. Two little words I want to introduce you to. Nothing that we want in the Christian life we can attain to. When it comes to living the Christian life, you have to learn to obtain it. Can you follow with me? There's a massive difference between the uh and the all. It changes the whole meanings of those two words. What is it to attain? Well, attain, you roll up your sleeve... And you work at it and you conquer it, right? Then I attained to this status, this trophy, this grade. In the spiritual life, we do not attain to anything in God. What does it mean to obtain? Somebody help me. How do you obtain? Do you work for it? Is it for? Free. It's a gift. This property I did not attain to. I obtained this property. It was freely given. I did nothing. Now that it was given, I get to steward it. So yeah, I, I do a lot. But in the spiritual life, we don't attain to righteousness. It's all given. Gracious, lavishly, extravagantly, exceedingly abundantly. It's so good. Now here's what you and I do. 
We are supposed to, in the natural human living, attain. You attain to first grade. Then you work hard and you attain to that degree. And you attain to that promotion and that bonus. In the natural, you should work. In the natural, you can't just sit and say, Oh, Lord, take me to 10th grade. No, there's a journey, there's a process, and you work hard to attain to what you want in the natural. In the spiritual, you only obtain. Now we've, again, swapped it around. In the natural, we just want to obtain, give me, you owe me. Give me, give me, give me. I deserve this. And then in the spiritual life, we want to attain. Again, we get it all messed up. So these are some basic dynamics I just want to challenge you with. Number one, God is the giver. You are the obtainer. God initiates, you respond. God has the economy, you get to live in it. You don't have to make up a Christian life. You don't have to invent a new Christian spirituality. There's already one. And His name is Christ and the Holy Spirit. All right, so the spiritual life, point number three, cannot be lived from man's initiative. It must be lived from God's initiative. Man is to merely respond to the divine initiative. Amen? Amen. The only ultimate source of divine activity in all of the spiritual life is God Himself. It is not difficult for a man to live the Christian life. It's a sheer impossibility. God entrusted man with the ability to tend to matters in the natural according to man's capability. Naturally speaking, man is to work and to cultivate and steward the natural elements. Look there, Genesis 2.15, The Lord took the man, He put him in the garden to work it and to, to keep it, to attain to fruit bearing, to attain to the cultivation of the land. Man is supposed to work in the natural. Yeah. But regarding spiritual matters, the next bullet, man is to be a recipient, a vessel, a temple to be filled. The proper spiritual life is a life that is under the hand of God, a life of surrender, compliance, response, and obedience. Hudson Taylor, I used to ask God if He would help me. Then I asked God if I could come and help Him. Then I just ended up by asking God to do His own work through me. Look at 1 Corinthians 1 verse 13 in your notes. But of Him, notice there the source. But of God you are in Christ Jesus the way. Notice, of God. And who does He put you into? Not a formula, but a person. Of God... The source, you are in Christ Jesus, who became wisdom to us from God, both righteousness and sanctification and redemption. These are some things that we just want. So we work for these things. Notice, we work for wisdom. We work for righteousness and sanctification and to be delivered, to be redeemed. But according to this verse, Christ has become these things to you and you are in Him. If you could learn to walk in Him, wisdom is your inheritance. You obtain it. Can you follow? Sanctification. I watch all of you. Oh, you got to work so hard to be holy. Oh, got to work on this. I got to work on that. If you could, if you would have. You can't be holy. You don't have what it takes. You don't have the innate holiness within you. But of God, 
you are in Christ Jesus who has become to you sanctification. You'll see that the more you learn to walk in your Lord, the more naturally the guck of your life will be dealt with. And then lastly, when God's New Testament way of life in Christ through the Holy Spirit is followed or obtained, the spiritual life will flourish. Ignore or avoid this ordained way and the spiritual life will be a frustration.